Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mornings with Mac. Psalm 129, I've got to just get right in on it. I don't talk a lot up front. I generally go right to the text, and today we've got to do that. This, I really could use an hour this morning, but I know you don't have it. Psalm 129 is a bit unusual. Let me ask you a question. Some of you um, have struggled your whole life with rejection. Some of you have struggled your entire life with being rejected or afflicted or hurt or used or misused or abused. Uh, You've um, been tormented even. Uh, Maybe some of you out there have been tormented by maybe even your parents, a mom or a dad or mom and dad. Maybe you've been rejected by other family members. Maybe you were born with what you consider to be a disability that people have made fun of and poked fun of all your life. And you've struggled with it and it hurts. And um, you wonder, you know, why, God, does this happen? Why has this happened? And what will you do? Well, I want to tell you that Psalm 129 comes and it tells you this. You can have confidence that God will deliver you. May not be in your time frame, but you can have confidence God will deliver As these Jews were going up to Jerusalem, in Psalm 129, they're going to recount their hurtful history. Nobody has suffered in all of human history nationally like the Jews have. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history on that. Uh, But instead of uh, giving you an illustration at the end of Andy Griffith, let me give you one now. So if you're home and you're quarantined, And you've got a little time, you can watch the Andy Griffith second season, a show entitled The Jinx. Henry becomes the jinx in Mayberry. And he's rejected by the whole town. The whole town just rejects him. And he's going to leave. He's been hurt. He's been wounded uh, beyond description. And he's just simply going to leave town. He's even come to the place where he believes that he's a jinx. So just watch that. That's, that's a little lighthearted humor there, but the pain, the reality of being rejected, you can see in it. Well, that's how the Jews felt. They felt rejected, and listen to what they say. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, here's the song director again saying, come on, everybody, sing this. And they come through this again. Greatly have they afflicted me from my youth. Now, the youth that they refer to are those 400 years in Egypt. That was the youth of Israel. And uh, they were afflicted through that period of time. And that's what they're referring to. The plowers plowed upon my back. You see verse 3? Now, that has a little bit of a messianic ring to it because this is exactly what they did to Jesus. Uh, They whipped him. Uh, they beat him with that cat of nine tails. And when you whip somebody on their back, it looks like somebody has just dug furrows in the back of a person. Sometimes those beatings would be so bad that it would, it, it would dig down to the bone of a person's back. 
It would uh, lay bare the skin so that you could see on occasion the internal organs of a person. That's how they beat Christ uh, that uh, uh, early that Friday morning of uh, Good Friday. Well, that's the reference here. They made furrows long, their furrows. That is, they beat us deeply. Now, I want to just give you a little bit of history. And in order to start this, I'm going to take you to Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, Jesus is speaking in verse 24, and he's speaking of the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And he says, they will fall by the edge of the sword and will be led captive into all the nations. Now, that's exactly what God had said back in Deuteronomy chapter 28. They'll be led captive into all the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Let me take you back now and give you some history. If you're ready for a little history this morning, let me begin in 586 with the third invasion of Nebuchadnezzar in the city of, uh, of uh, Jerusalem and Judah at, by the nation of Babylon. Uh, they come in. They destroy the city. They destroy the temple. They destroy the walls. Uh, they plow the city under. They even salt it with salt from the Dead Sea so that nothing will grow there. You move up in history from then, and really there's only about a hundred year period when Israel is not occupied or, or suffers from other nations uh, from 586 all the way up until 70 AD when the Romans destroy the city of Jerusalem. Titus and three Roman legions finally break in uh, to the city of Jerusalem. Uh, they break through the walls, they go into the temple, they loot all of the gold out of the temple. Uh, they destroy the temple, they destroy the walls of Jerusalem. Remember, Jesus said, not a stone. He said, they will throw a bank up around you and they will leave not one stone upon another. And the Romans were effective, very effective uh, at destroying a city that has rebelled against them. And that's what they did to the city of Jerusalem. Uh, they did that. They not only destroyed the city, they killed 1.3 million Jews. They took 100,000 of them off into slavery. Do you know that the Jew, they took so many Jews off into slavery, they flooded the slave market till it drove the prices of slaves down. And they destroyed every single synagogue. Somewhere I read there was 180 of them at that time. In Israel, they destroyed 180. Every single synagogue they destroyed, the Romans did. 135, the Romans come back in the Bar Kokhba rebellion. rebellion. Uh, they come back and Hadrian is so infuriated with the Jews that he drives all the Jews completely out of the land. He renames the city of Jerusalem. He renames the entire nation. He doesn't call it Israel anymore. Now it becomes Palestine. That's where you get uh, the name Palestine. Uh, he drives them out and they are literally scattered to the ends of the earth. In the second century BC, Constantine, who uh, had outlawed the persecution of Christians in the Roman Empire, now begins to persecute the Jews. In fact, he caught the Jews and he cut their ears off. And then he ran them out of the Roman Empire. In the 5th and the 6th um, century, 
Jews were denied education of any kind. And wherever they found a Jew, they would catch him and they would sell him into slavery. By 622, Muhammad founds Islam. And in founding Islam, he races across all of North Africa and he kills as many Jews as he can. And he'll only spare them if they will convert to Islam, if you can imagine such a thing. The Middle Ages, uh, they refused any Jew to become uh, a civic leader. You could hold no office. If you were a Jew, you could have no education whatsoever. You were denied education. And in most places throughout Europe during that time, Jews were sold as slaves. In the 11th uh, century, in England, they drove the Jews out. In the 12th century, when the uh, Crusades start, the Crusaders go off to free the Holy Land of the Muslims, but this is their cry, kill a Jew and save your soul. Also in the 12th century, hundreds of thousands of Jews were persecuted. The Black Plague falls all over Europe, and they blame the Jews for it. Uh, they say that the Jews are the cause of the plague. And so half the Jews in Europe at this time are put to death. The 14th century, the early 1300s, uh, France drives all the Jews out of, uh, out of France. The French drive half the Jews out of, out of France. In the 15th century, Spain drives 800,000 Jews into the sea and drowns them. In 1411, the Inquisition begins, killing hundreds of thousands of Jews. Five million Jews migrate out of Europe and into Russia, thinking that they would find some kind of solace there. Every bit of this reminds me of what is stated in Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want to find that passage and just read it to you. Uh, in um, the early uh, or the late 1800s, um, uh, 1880s, Alexander III of the Russian Orthodox Church, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, comes now and he says, here is the new directive toward Jews. A third of the Jews are to be executed. A third of the Jews are to be driven out of Russia. And the remaining third of the Jews are going to be forced to join the Russian Orthodox Church. Listen to what the Word of God says. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Moreover, the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. There you will serve other gods, wood and stone, which your fathers have not known. Among those nations you shall find no rest. There will be no resting place for the sole of your foot. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing of eyes, and despair of soul. So your life shall hang in doubt before you and you will be in dread night and day and you shall have no assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, would it were evening? And at evening you will say, would it were morning because of the dread of your heart, which you dread for the sight of your eyes, which you will see. Oh man, by the end of World War II, Six out of every 10 Jews will have been killed. Adolf Hitler comes very close to the extermination of all the Jews. For 20 centuries, 
the Jew has been driven out of his homeland, driven out of the land that God gave to him. Um, the city of Jerusalem, the most besieged city in all the world, over 46 times, probably more than that, but that's as many as I could count up, 46 times the city of Jerusalem has been sieged. From 70 AD until 1948, over 40 nations have ruled over the land we know as Israel. 17 times in history, the city of Jerusalem has been raised, absolutely leveled to the ground. One of the things that's hard to get people to understand when I take groups to Israel is that the actual city of Jerusalem of Jesus's day is about 30 to 100 feet underground from the modern city because the city has been attacked so many times and destroyed and built back and destroyed and built back and destroyed and built back that it is um, 30 to 100 feet above the level of the city of Jesus's day. Why have the Jews been so hated through history? Because of satanic um, inspiration. Satan has inspired the nations of the world that hate the Jews. That's why anti-Semitism is so satanic. It has no place it's, it's no place among the people of God. I don't think we realize how much we as Christians owe the Jews. They were the depository into which God reposited his word. We have the word of God because of the Jew. Do you remember what Jesus said to the woman at the well? He said, salvation is of the Jews. Our Messiah is Jewish. Uh, the Lord worked. He chose. This was God's doing. He chose the Jew. He told them back in Deuteronomy, I didn't choose you because you were the most numerous people. He said, you were in fact the few. He said, I chose you simply because I put my love on you. That has not changed. If you want to see where the Jewish nation begins, you have to go back to Abraham and back to Genesis chapter 12, where God gives Abraham that covenant. And in that covenant, he says to them, those who bless you, I will bless. And those who curse you, I will curse. Let me tell you, I don't care what any preacher out there says, that has never changed. The church does not take the place of Israel. God still has a very special place in his heart for the Jew. Though there is a veil that rests over their eyes right now, God has not forgotten the Jew, but you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let me tell you something. God has not forgotten the Jew. The valley of dry bones that Ezekiel sees, it all comes together. They stand up. That's the bringing back of the nation in May 14th, 1948. That's the bringing back of the nation. The spirit now is not in them, but that day is coming when the times of the Gentiles are over. 
We have been grafted in, Paul says in Romans. We are the wild branch that has been grafted in uh, to the olive tree. And we, we enjoy the blessings of being the children of God through his son's sacrifice on the cross, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. God has not forgotten the Jew. In fact, if you go back to this psalm, verse 4 says, The Lord is righteous. He has cut the cords of the wicked. That is, you can have confidence God will deliver you. May all who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. That's a military term. That's the turning back of an army that is failed militarily. The world will fail militarily to try to drive Israel out of the land. Let them be like the grass on the housetops. And Israel at that time, all the housetops were flat. They were made out of dried mud and sticks and timber. And occasionally seeds would blow up into that and grass would spring up, but it would have no root and it would die quickly. It would wither before it ever really grew up. That's personal disgrace right there. Personally, they will be disgraced who hate Israel. Uh, that which the reaper does not fill his hand nor the binder his sheaves, that is God will not bless those nations agriculturally, or, or in other words, we would say economically. Uh, nor do those who pass by say the blessing of the Lord be upon you. They will not be blessed spiritually. You just look at the nations that have hated the Jews. Let me give you an interesting conclusion to all of this. The interesting conclusion was written by Mark Twain, believe it or not. He said the Egyptian, the Babylonian, and the Persian rose Fill the planet with sound and splendor, then faded to dream stuff and passed away. The Greek and the Roman followed and made a vast noise, and they are gone. Other peoples have sprung up and held their torch high for a time, but it burned out, and they sit in twilight now or have vanished. Ah, but the Jew saw them all, <laughs> and the Jew is still here, and by the way, they are a nation again for the second time in history. If this song, as they sang it going up to Jerusalem, recounted all the hurt they had experienced, but they end it saying, God has taken care of us. You can have confidence that God will take care and deliver his people. God bless. See you tomorrow.